Welcome, welcome, and double welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's I, Rob Zagari. It's Rob Zagari Show. <sighs> My fellow Trump supporters, I, 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 I don't understand why some of them are a little bit ignorant. I don't. I I don't understand why some of my fellow Trump supporters are a little bit ignorant. I mean, social media is blowing up. Blowing up. Oh, I voted for Trump not to do what he did last night. I'm a... Oh, shut up. You, You just don't get it. You just don't get it. And I thought my fellow Trump supporters were smarter than this. I did. And I'm not saying all the Trump supporters are crybabies. I'm not saying that. But there's a few that are just beside themselves. I'm not supporting Trump anymore. Really? Who are you, who are you, who are you going to support? Evan McMuffin? Who are you going to support? Jeb Bush? We we voted for Trump not to to do the things that that he did. <laughs> oh. And what? Listen, we'll get more to that later. So last night it was almost real time. See, that's the benefit of doing a night program. A real time, when of course a country gets bombed. Yes. Uh, we were doing the program when the bombs were flying. 49. Isn't that the number now? 49? Tomahawk missiles. Supposed to be 50. I think I read somewhere it was 50, but one fell in the ocean. One was a dud. So we were live, and we gave the breakdown last night. Now, we'll give a little bit more of a breakdown. We'll rehash some stuff. There are some new developments today. But something that I thought about when I was asleep, okay? Something that I thought about when I was asleep. Now, remember last night, we brought up the John Kerry, Susan Rice, and the PolitiFact. The PolitiFact website, who had to go back and change their story about Syria getting rid of all their weapons of mass destruction. So we talked about this last night. But I started to think when I was asleep or when I was laying there trying to go to sleep. If John Kerry and Susan Rice told the world that Syria and Assad got rid of all their Chemical weapons. Guaranteed. 100%. Gone. 100%. 
They got rid of all their chemical weapons. And Russia, of course, vouched for them. And Susan Rice and John Kerry guaranteed Russia's vouching for Syria. What does that say about all the guarantees we were given Iran cannot build a nuclear weapon? That Iran's nuclear weapon facilities are no longer operational. If Susan Rice and John Kerry were a hundred percent, hundred percent, that Syria had no more chemical weapons and Russia was doing their part, how the hell can any of us feel safe and secure that if any of our friends who live in Israel go outside play in the sand, play in the dirt, go swimming, play with a dreidel, I don't know, that they're not going to one day in the imminent future get attacked with a chemical weapon or a nuclear weapon. You can't. You can't. Now, you could say, well, uh, Assad basically agreed to these terms, and Russia uh, agreed to their terms. And then, of course, months and months and months and months later, they just uh, snuck around and got the chemical weapon. Oh, okay. Really? Then what does that say about Iran? That say about Iran. If Assad, if Syria and Russia are like, yeah, 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 don't worry about it. Don't wor- no more weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all gone. Don't worry. Hey, hey, Brock. Hey, they're gone. Take a look. See, look, nothing over there. Okay, okay. All right, all right, thank you, thank you. Yeah, don't worry about it, Urk. I mean, oh, uh, uh, Brock, yeah. So what, Iran complied? Iran did the same thing then. Iran did the same thing. The, the Kerry and that fat troll-looking guy with that horrible, weird hair. Remember him? We kept seeing him everywhere. He was uh, the, the scientist guy. Remember, he was about five foot four, about 300 pounds, horrible, horrible, long, weird-looking gray hair, big fish lips. 
And he was going around all the liberal shows. I can guarantee, yes, I could. Almost looked like a a a cross between David and Bernie Sanders. You remember who I'm talking about. So if they were all sure that Assad, chemical weapons and and Russia was was, you know, acting in good faith and that was all BS, then how do we not know that Iran has got a bunch of dirty, filthy, grimy Iranians assembling bombs right now? How do, how do, how do we not know? How do we not know? I, I, this is just what was coming over my head when I was asleep. Okay? That's, <laughs> and the other thing, was Obama successful in anything as uh, it, foreign-wise? Like, like anything in the other... The only... Th- I'm sitting here going, like, what did Obama accomplish besides trannies and marriage. Other than trannies and gay marriage, what did Obama accomplish? Race relations are horrible. Race relations are horrible. Just remember, all of those problems from Ferguson to the murders in Chicago, it's Obama's watch. To all Obama's watch. Obamacare, it's not a success. You can't go, 20 million people have health insurance. Yeah, and how many of those people only have insurance because they're forced to have insurance? I bet you if you really broke down the numbers, you're talking about a a handful of millions. Seriously. You're, You're probably talking about between five and six million that legitimately have health insurance that otherwise wouldn't have gotten it. Like legit, somebody that goes, you know, uh, the, the health insurance is too expensive and blah, 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 blah. And because of this, I, got, I guarantee you, you're only talking about five million people. And you can't sit there and say, well, well, it helps 5 million people. Yeah, but the people that Obamacare hurts is in the 20s and 30s and 40 million people. You can't sacrifice 40 million people for five. It's not how it works. That's not how it works. You sacrifice the five. For the greater good of the 40. That, that's how it works. So what the hell has Obama done? I mean, overseas is a mess. Overseas is a mess. You know, you could say, well, Russia advanced their position under Bush. They, they took over 
a territory. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm not a big book. I'll give you that. But if Russia and Putin advanced, let's just say on a scale of one to ten, three under Bush, they're at a 15 under Obama. I mean, aside from the Democrats and the media talking about Russian hacking, Russian hacking, Russia wanted Donald Trump to win over Hillary, Donald Trump, rah, 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 rah. aside from that, which is a constant drumbeat, only in the last four, five years have we heard Russia. So much. Seriously. Under the Obama regime, it's like Russia's got superpowers. I mean, under the Obama regime, Russia is Rocky IV. They are Ivan Drago. They, they really are. During the Obama regime... Russia is Ivan Drago, and Obama was all the people that Ivan Drago destroyed in Russia in the amateurs, culminating to him killing Apollo Creed in the ring. Obama is Apollo Creed. Ivan Drago represents Vladimir Putin. And ladies and gentlemen, that was halfway through the movie. We are in the second half. And guess what? Donald Trump is Rocky Balboa. Donald Trump is Rocky Balboa. Now, according to the media, according to the Democrats, uh uh-uh, Donald Trump is a puppet of Vladimir Putin. Him and Vladimir Putin give each other reach rounds. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't be bombing somebody that gives me reach rounds, friend. Okay? Now, if I had somebody that was giving me reach-arounds, and I loved those reach-arounds, I would do whatever they wanted. I wouldn't rock their boat. And I definitely wouldn't walk up to their best friend and punch him in the face. And what Trump did last night was punched Vladimir Putin's buddy Right in the face. Right in the face. Obama was Carl Weathers. He was Apollo Creed. He got killed in the ring. Vladimir Putin stood over him and said, if he dies, then he dies. Getting in the Porsche. 
racing around Philadelphia to survive her. It's Trump that's in the cabin with the beard running up the mountains. Not Obama. Obama's dead. Apollo Creed died. That's how I equate it all. That's how I put this in perspective. Yes, this all happened while I was half asleep last night. I've, I've had the worst upper GI gas in the last two days. Like gurgling and bubbling. Not in my stomach per se, but up, up near the, the higher end of my chest. It's not a heart attack. I looked the stuff up. I need to get Prilosec. I haven't gotten it yet. So while I'm sitting there in pain, in bed, these are the things that are running through my head. How many nuclear bombs does Iran already have made? And what the hell did Obama do for eight years? What did he do for eight years except make liberals feel warm and fuzzy? Other than making liberals feel warm and fuzzy, making people like Jimmy Fallon cry, Oh my God. I'm just, I mean, I mean, literally make them, these people, liberals, you know, the term snowflake, that's too nice for these people. I mean, just look at what's their mascot. Like, what, look what their battle cry is. A vagina hat. That's their, that's their battle cry. All right, we're going to organize million people and we're all going to put hats on that look like vaginas. What? You're going to wear a hat that looks like a vagina? That's your battle cry? Yeah. Holy Jesus Christ. Other than Obama making liberals feel warm and fuzzy. What the hell did he do for eight years? He never, he didn't get us into any wars. Listen, listen, my, my, my vagina hat wearing friends. Once in a while, you need a little war. Once in a while, okay? Once in a while, you got to flex a little muscle. Once in a while... If you are regarded as the superpower, as the boss dog on the block, you got to flex it a little. Because if you don't, take a look at these past eight years. This is what you get. This is what you get. You know, people are acting like there's going to be 300,000 troops in Syria tomorrow. No, no. You know how much damage you can do with 50 Tomahawk missiles? You know how much damage you could do 
with 50 Tomahawk missiles being launched at somebody every day for a week? You know, let's not forget that before big dummy Hillary Clinton and Apollo Creed there decided that what they were going to do in Syria, we had Gaddafi pretty much contained in the sense of we put a missile in his bedroom killing one of his kids. And Gaddafi went, all right, all right, all right, all right, I'm cool. I'm cool. The whole Iraq war with George Bush, that, that really, that, that really was an aberration. I mean, it really was. It really was. What did Obama ever accomplishment? Accomplish, accomplishment, accomplish. That's what I want to know. All my douchebag liberal friends, all I want to know is what did Obama accomplish for eight years? I feel like it's that that person that just shuffles the papers on the desk that moves one pile from, you know, point A to point B. And after a certain amount of time you're like, "What the what is this doing?" Then you come to find out they don't do anything. They're just they're just killing time. It's that employee that makes themselves look busy, but when you kind of get into the weeds, you're like, wow, you haven't done anything. And the best part is, we knew this would happen. We really did. We knew this would happen. Obama was nothing more than a black Jimmy Carter. That's all. He was a black Jimmy Carter. And ultimately got millions of votes because, hey, are you going to be the one that goes, I didn't vote for the first black president? Hell no. Are you going to be the one that tells your kids, nope, I ain't going to vote for the first black president? Hell no. But Obama should have been a one-termer. And the only reason he wasn't a one-termer is because the media did exactly what they did to Trump, except they succeeded against Romney. They succeeded in painting Romney as somebody that despised women... And hated dogs. And Romney was just such a. I mean, he, he, I mean, what he did to Trump. I said this way, he was worse to Trump. Somebody in his own party 
than he was to Obama. Now, I don't know if he learned his lesson or if he, deep down inside, was like, you know, it's the first black president. I don't want to be the guy that beats the first black president. I don't want to be the guy that's the that's the, the the heel to the first black president. Oh Jesus! You know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let him win. You know I I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was, but he lost. Obama is black Jimmy Carter because if you go back. And you say, what the hell did Jimmy Carter do? Not one person can tell you, oh my God, this was awesome. And he did this. the same thing with Obama. Said, so, what was so awesome for eight years? If you're a liberal, awesomeness. It's just reigned of awesomeness. Now, if you push them to tell you exactly what was awesome, they can't really tell you. I mean, remember Flint, Michigan, the water crisis? That was Obama. That was Obama. Remember the, the oil rig, Deepwater Horizon? That was Obama. All the terror attacks? Obama. Again, the, the only thing you could really point to is trannies and gay marriage. So if you're gay, you got to get married. Woohoo! Yeah! And if you're a crossdresser, you're not a drag queen or a crossdresser. You got to get labeled something special. You're transgender. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. But if you're black and you live in Chicago, you got a boat in your head. What? Let's put it this way. If you're black anywhere in the country, what the hell did the first black president do for you? What did the first black president do for you? Except rile you up. Except Tell you that cops are bad. It's like, imagine the guy that can change all of these things for black people is telling them how horrible all these things are. And with the help of the media, none of these black people go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Hey, Apollo Creed. You you got the power to help us. The, oh, no? Oh, okay. And then the media steps in. Van Jones steps in. The rest of the shield steps in. Because, no, 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 it's the Republicans. Yeah. And then they bamboozle the black folk into believing it's the Republicans. It's like, all of these problems for all the black people exist in cities and towns controlled by liberals. And in some instances, black liberals. 
I mean, Rahm Emanuel was the 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 chief of staff to Obama. That that city is a hellhole. You know, when I when I watch the liberal programs, the MSNBCs, the CNNs, and you got people like Mayor Nutter or Van Jones or and Jonathan K. Parr, and they're like, when Donald Trump says these things, it's just, you know what I like to say to them? Hey, jerk off. You go live in Chicago. Go live there. Okay, I'm not talking about in the nice area, okay? I'm not talking about where the owner of the Chicago Bears lives, okay? Or the Chicago Cubs. No, jerk off. I'm talking about where all these black folk are getting shot in the head when they're just trying to go to the store to get a loaf of bread. Go live next to them. Maybe I'm going to go old, old, old school. But there was a movie called The Super, okay, with Joe Pesci. And he was a slumlord. Okay, he was a slumlord. You know what a slumlord is? Somebody who owns apartment buildings and their dumps, their garbage, their crap. And they don't care because a bunch of black poor people and white poor people live there. The slumlord. So the movie was about Joe Pesci being a slumlord. Who gets convicted of being a slumlord for endangering the welfare of people. And his punishment is having to live in one of his own buildings for 30 days. That's what should happen to these liberal douchebags like Jonathan K. Parr and uh, uh, Michael Dyson. You know, Michael Dyson, I think he's a doctor. I don't know what he's a doctor in. But he's always on the liberal shows and he talks in rhymes. Because you see, my brother, and when you look at the Toms and then the Roms and then you see Brother Obama and then you see with Trump and then the disaster. Oh, I want to walk up and just punch him right in the face. But all of these a-holes, when they go on there, go, what is Trump type? That is so offensive. I'd like them to go live in these areas of Chicago or these areas of Baltimore or Ferguson. Let them live there for 30 days. I guarantee you they would get their asses kicked. I guarantee you they'd get killed. Jonathan Kabar, he'd be walking down the street. They'd go up to him. Hey, what's up, man? Hey. Wait, hey, hey, how are you? I'm Jonathan. Hi, I'm I'm one of you. You're one of us? You ain't one of us. Shit. You ain't one of us. They this they stab they they cut his balls off and shove them down his mouth. Jonathan Capa. Get Jonathan that that should be a TV show. It should be the the surreal life of black liberal douchebags. Okay? And you get a house. You get you you, you get like a four bedroom house. And you put that house 
smack dab in the heart of where all the killings are in Chicago or where all the crime is in Ferguson. And you put Jonathan Capar, Eric Michael Dyson, Van Jones. Remember, Van Jones is a white woman. A white woman who happens to be the daughter of Billy Carter. Yes, the loser brother of the slightly less loser president, Jimmy Carter. Van Jones. Van Jones ain't black. I have no... Listen... Yeah, I know I'm a milk toast whitey, but I have no respect for any black man that marries a white woman, okay, and then preaches about black power. Don't preach to me about black power and, and, and talking about white lash and all that BS. And then you go, here's my wife, and she's as white as milk. Okay, you tell me about black power. You tell me about, uh, you know, white lash. You start talking that black power trip. You better uh, introduce me to your wife whose name is Shoshona. She better have a Macy Gray Afro from Training Day, okay? With big old long fingernails. Gone, what what you down? What you don't, you crooked ass cop? What you? That's what. That's what I. That's what I better see. Better not be talking all this black power shit and roll up with uh, the girl that played Beauty and the Beast from Harry Potter, Emma Watson. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, there's a lot of white lash going on. I'd like you to meet my wife, Emma Watson. Hello, it's nice to meet you. I definitely feel the plight of the black man. The fuck out of here. Feel the plight of the black man. <laughs> but you get my point. It's insanity. All right. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're just going to take a quick break. And then we're going to come back and talk more about uh, liberal, hipster, uh, uh, douchebags. Because uh, they are losing their minds today. They are losing their minds. They don't know what to do. Especially when their hero, Hillary Clinton, comes out and goes, <laughs> here's what I think we should do. I think we should bomb Assad's airfields. I think we should do. And after Hillary Clinton says that, the crowd pops. The crowd cheers. The crowd goes crazy. Now, that's why she should be our president. And then about three hours later, Trump (laughs) launches an attack uh, on Assad's airfields. And you got all the liberals going, oh, mm, I, oh no. What? What? <laughs> we'll be right back. It's Rob Zakari. It's the Rob Carey Show. Don't go away. 
up. And then, and then, if you're one of their prisoners, they will put you in a prison cell. They will strip you buck naked. They will put a dog collar on you. And they will parade you around that prison and call you Fido. And then, if you, hell, it doesn't even matter if you don't want to eat. They will force feed you hummus, ground food up your ass. Just because they will waterboard you. I mean, rather, America doesn't torture, whatever. For those eight years, or seven years, people looked at us and went, Jesus Christ, I don't know if I want to kind of F with them. Now, yes, you could say, well, look what happened with Putin. He invaded a territory. And Kim Jong-un, or his dad at the time, wasn't exactly the nicest. But you didn't have what you've had for eight years under Obama. When Obama took over, we became that Pomeranian or Chihuahua. How's that? We went from being an out-of-control pit bull to a chihuahua. Sure, we'll bark, we'll yap it up, but at the end of the day, all you got to do is give us a kick and we're gone. We're done. It's over. And that's what Obama was. He was the little Pomeranian. He was the little Chihuahua that would bark. Hey, Putin, you're hacking in our elections? Knock it off. Oh, okay, Barack. Will do. And then Obama walks back and goes, I told him. You didn't tell him, jerk off. Not one person, not one foreign leader looked at you. And said, hey, I'm a little scared. A little unpredictable. Who the hell knows what's going to happen with him? They all looked at him and went, what a pussy. What a pussy. And here we are. What's their resistance? What's their, what is their sign? A pussy hat. So on top of last night being, I'm going to do what Obama refused to do and what, you know, international, international groups are saying, United States, please help. Please help. Help us. And secondly, to put forth that the United States of America has a new president and that president isn't going to wear 
pussy hats. Because for eight years, okay, just think, look at it this way. You got to, you're, some of you in a relationship, right? I got to assume some of you aren't just sitting around playing five finger rope, right? Okay. With any relationship, things get complacent, right? Right? And that happens over a couple months. That happens in a year. Well, imagine what happens in eight years. Imagine what happens in eight years in the world dealing with Obama. Eight years is a long time. If we can get complacent in a matter of months and fall into a pattern, you know, normally we we go out once a week with our wife or our girlfriend or our boyfriend or whatever it is, and then maybe that turns into uh, every other week to every three weeks to once a month to uh, once every two months. Man, that that happens quick. Boom. And before you know it, you're sitting in one room doing your thing. Your girlfriend or your wife is sitting in another room doing another thing. And you're just existing. And you look back and go, how did this happen? And you could literally go, wow, that was a year. So imagine eight years. Eight years of Obama and all these countries going, wow, America are exactly what we're seeing on TV. America is the country of people wearing vaginas on their head. They used to be the country that would fucking waterboard you 180 times. And shove a tube up your ass to feed you hummus. To then wearing vaginas on their head. Ladies and gentlemen, that that's a that, there, it's like there's no middle. You know, there's no middle. I'm not saying let's be the country known to force feed people rectally, but also. Let's not be the country known to wearing vaginas on our head. There has to be a middle, and there hasn't been a middle. So that's aspect of why last night was important and why my pro-Trump fans, my, my pro-Trump friends who are now like, oh, I'm not supporting him anymore, need to see the bigger picture. Because it's twofold tactical maneuver. One, doing what Obama was too pussy to do. And two, inserting the United States' power and telling everybody in the world, hey, this ain't Obama. Yep, I'm orange. I got funny hair. I got small hands. Yep, but I will fuck you up. 
That's what I will do. You know, I know my Republican friends despise when you invoke Reagan and go, this is very Reagan-esque. Oh, Trump is so far from Reagan. Reagan was such a great guy. He was, he spoke. Okay, okay, I'll get it. If you look at the parallels and you just look for a minute, okay? You just look for a minute at all the similarities. You would see Carter, Obama, Strength, Reagan, Trump. The Russian factor. Remember, when Reagan was president and Jimmy Carter was exiting, what were the two biggest similarities as far as foes, as far as those foils? Iran, Russia, Iran hostage situation. So here we are. Many, many years later, and the two biggest foes, the foils, put ISIS aside, okay? ISIS is just Al-Qaeda with another name. Seriously. Is ISIS bad? Yeah. I'm not saying they're the JV team furthest from it. I'm just saying put them aside. Why I talk about Reagan and Trump, the similarities, because when you go back and you look at Carter and you look at the transition, you had Iran and it transitioned into Russia. Reagan dealt with Iran and he dealt with Russia. Here we are many years later and Trump's dealing with Iran and Russia. Coming off a weak and failed presidency. And I will repeat, Obama only got where he got because he's black. Okay? The country voted for Obama the first time around overwhelmingly. Because he was black. You can't vote against the first black president. The years of white guilt was washed away in 08. And any remnants of white guilt that was still lingering got washed away in 2012. Everybody is now cleansed of their white guilt. And when you step back and examine the Obama presidency, you will see, just like many people are starting to do, 
It was a complete failure. When more and more news of foreign policy disasters come out, more and more people will see it was a complete disaster. The more they play clips, now, of course, CNN's not going to play the clips. ABC's not going to play the clips. NBC's not going to play it. The media's not going to play the clips. But they're out there of Susan Rice and John Kerry talking about how successful they were and how great they were and uh, Syria's got no chemical weapons and Russia complied and everybody complied because Obama's such a big black tough guy. So, again, why was last night important? Because for eight years... We were the people that wore vaginas' heads. And remember last night, what did I say? Think about it. This week, Trump meets with Jordan's president, meets with the Saudi second-in-command, whoever the hell he is, meets with Sisi, from Egypt and then meets with the Chinese president and says, excuse me, excuse me, you speak English? Oh, you don't? Hey, interpreter, come here. Tell uh, Charlie Chan here, I got to go bomb somebody. I'll be back for uh, dessert. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? This, this, coming on the heels of eight years of President Urkel. Come on, man. All my, all my, all my Trump supporters that are all bitching and whining. Eh, why did he do this? Come on, look at the big picture. Come on, Baked Alaska. Look at the big picture. You all need to look at the big picture. Come on, man. Look at the bigger picture. This wasn't about just being another Bush or getting into another war. This is so we don't get into war. This is so all of these countries who've been getting a little frisky, who've been doing stuff that they normally never would have done, take a big breath. I mean, look what China's doing out there in those, uh, uh, the, the seas there, the, the southern, whatever the hell the seas are called. I know I sound, I, I don't sound like a, a complete awesome political talker to, not actually know the dig, but my mind's blank. Their military exercises, them taking over those islands, that, what, that, that's Obama. That's Obama. The Chinese looked at Obama for the last eight years, six years, five years, and they went, this guy... 
wears vagina hats, okay? This guy is the biggest pussy in the world. So they did what hadn't been done before. Hadn't been done before. You don't think the Chinese president last night was sitting there going, Jesus Christ, <laughs> this fucking guy, my own, <laughs> this guy, holy moly. Wow, he's a little bit different than uh, Urkel, different than black Jimmy Carter. Oh, you don't think right now he's sitting there in China going, Okay, we're going to have to kind of restructure. And I'm not saying, hey, we're going to go to war with China. But I guarantee you, Trump will have no problem putting our ships right next to the Chinese ships. Saying, well, hey, you got it right, we got it right. So I guess we're just going to sit here together. Oh, you got a right to that island? Well, you know what? We got a right to this island. What are you going to do? Obama wasn't going to do that. Remember, the worst thing that Putin... As strong as you think Putin is, they're not. The last thing that Putin wants is some type of arms race. Some type of Cold War situation. Because all we have to do is start building up our military putting up missile defense, just doing those things that Reagan did, and then we sit down with Merkel, we sit down with the EU, we sit down with the Brexit crew, and everybody in between. When we talk about sanctions on Russia, you add New sanctions with a military buildup? Russia's done. We could literally do to Russia today what Reagan did to Gorbachev in the 80s. People were waiting in line to get a loaf of bread that cost $78. We could easily do the same thing. We can easily do the same thing. Don't forget that. We do the same thing. So all my Trump supporters, okay? All my Trump supporters who are all butthurt. Because what Trump did last night, you need to look at the bigger picture. And I've laid it out. And, and, 
the token prize is to watch the media lose their minds. To watch somebody like Brian Williams describe the missiles as beautiful. To watch video of Hillary Clinton saying, this is what I would do. And everybody cheers and talks about her as this great leader that we missed out on. And oh my God, why don't we have her? And then Trump does what she said she would do. And to watch all of those people clapping, going, "Uh, uh, oh no, oh no. Do we clap? Do we not clap? Oh, God. Why did he do this? Oh, no. Why did he do this? So, for anything else, Okay. For anything else, if my if my if my fellow Trump supporters who are all butthurt over what he did, if if you, if you don't go with number one and number two of what I said, and and why it had to be done, you could at least then get on board with just making the media lose their shit. Because the only thing they can go after Trump with is, well, wow, he's changed. He's changed. Remember when he said, remember when he said we shouldn't be doing this? That, that's all they could come at him with. That's all that they could come at him with. That's all they could come at him with. Is that he changed his mind. Now I've heard. uh, Real. I've heard that. My. uh, uh, I've heard that. Running through the internet. I've heard that. What I'm saying is. I've heard people saying. The deep state. Leaked to Hillary Clinton. What Trump was going to do. So in turn. She said. This is what she would do. To get a little bit more publicity. Get a little bit more steam. Now. I don't know if that theory works. I don't know if it's a. Reasonable conclusion could be but it doesn't really make her because if millions and millions and millions and millions of people are wearing vagina hats saying Hillary Clinton should be president and she would be a better leader and we would be so much better off with her as president and when she's Speaking and saying we should hit Syria and people are clapping and they're cheering and they're giving her a standing ovation 
for all of that to then be attached to Trump seems a little kooky to me. Seems a little kooky to me. I get some of my friends who are saying the deep state told Hillary, but it doesn't make sense because it makes Trump look good. It makes Trump look like the hero. And remember, the media... Hollywood, none of them want to give Trump credit for anything. I told you, if he dug up the bone of Jesus Christ and was able to prove, without a shadow of doubt, that God existed, the left and the media would still be pissed off. And they would still find a way to say, he's an a-hole, he's a scumbag. He's a misogynist. He's a a rapist. He's all these things. That's why, for me, it's a stretch to think the deep state and Hillary Clinton did what they did because ultimately it makes Trump look good. And not just good. Remember, we talked about it last night. This whole narrative of Trump being a puppet for the Russians. Trump being nothing more than Vladimir Putin's bitch. Gets blown to hell. It gets blown to hell. This whole collusion. This whole business dealings. It gets blown to hell. It completely gets blown to hell. You can't say that Trump is colluding with the Russians. You can't say Trump and Vladimir Putin are gay lovers. You can't say any of this stuff after last night. After there's a a Russian destroyer, a, a Russian naval destroyer on its way to get side-by-side with our destroyer that launched the Tomahawk missiles. So, yes. Okay? I'll I'll talk about some of your theories. Everybody is always trying to look at 17 steps to the left and then to the right. I mean, I was in the wrestling business for a while. And let me tell you something. You want to talk about swerves and, and, and you know, but <laughs> this did this, so that would happen. So it would make us think this, and then they'll do that. Sometimes some of you've got these, these concepts that involve Trump and, and, and deep state that make, wrestling and wrestling angles look like child's play. Seriously. I mean, I like to explore them with you. I like to talk about them with you. But trust me, there is no way in hell the deep state got with Hillary Clinton and said, hey, 
Trump's going to launch an attack on Syria tonight. So what you got to do at this meeting, what you got to do at this convention is say you will launch an airstrike, a Tomahawk missile strike on airbase. This would you, it's, it's fantical. Because at the end of the day, it doubles, triples, and quadruples down to make Trump look good. And no one wants to make Trump look good. When there's a standing ovation for Hillary Clinton to say, I would go after Assad's airbase. Those people can't attack Trump. Those people can't go after Trump for attacking the airbase. The only thing they could say is, well, you changed your mind. And then you say back to them, well, at one point Hillary Clinton was against gay marriage. There, she changed her mind. At one point, Barack Hussein Obama was against gay marriage. He changed his mind. All right? Yeah, but that's gay marriage, and this is uh, uh, attacking Syria. Well, I think you're, you're in the ballpark, though, okay? How do you go from years and years and years of thinking two guys blowing each other is bad, and then you wake up and go, you know what? Two guys blowing each other is good. Yeah, that's good. Stop. Okay? Stop. So I don't believe this was a deep Hillary Clinton maneuver. I think it was a coincidence. I think it was nothing more than a coincidence. It was nothing more than a coincidence because people like Hillary Clinton, people like John McCain... People like Lindsey Graham, a bunch of different human rights groups have been begging Obama, please do something. Okay, please, the United States, do something. Show some muscle. You're running around wearing vagina hats. That's what it was about. Hillary Clinton, all she did, all she did was Judge Trump wrong. Because here's what happened. Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton and her people in their wildest dreams did not think Trump would launch this attack. At least not in two days. Hillary Clinton, along with everyone else in the media, judged Trump wrong. Just like they did 16 months ago. She had no idea Trump was going to launch an airstrike. She figured there was no way in how Trump was going to launch an airstrike. From the campaign trail to other things Trump has said, every indication was, I'm not going to do anything. And of course, he's in bed with Russia. Why would he do something to Russia's best friend? Why would he do something with a, 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 a money benefactor of Syria? Why would he do anything? Why would he do anything to his best friend's best friend?
all this was was a coincidence. All this was was a coincidence. Hillary Clinton just happened to say what she would do. And like I said, it's not something that hasn't been said by lots and lots and lots of people. The only miscalculation is Trump said he wouldn't do it. But I said this last night, and I'll say this again, so it's loud and clear to a lot of people who have hipster liberal douchebag friends. Being president of the United States is different than being the apprentice boss or being a developer. And I gave you the analogy of my newborn child. The things that I look at as far as children and my newborn are completely different than things that I looked at two years ago. Everywhere from kids crying in a restaurant, people breastfeeding in public places, to abortion. When you're a celebrity apprentice or you're a developer and people are getting gassed with chemical weapons, you have no obligation. Matter of fact, you don't even have to watch what's going on. It's like when you're sitting there watching TV, you're smoking a joint. And the Sarah McLaughlin commercial comes on with the dog all emaciated, getting killed. And you turn the channel. You could turn your head away when you're a developer. You could pretend it doesn't exist when you're on Celebrity Apprentice. When you're the president of the United States, you can't turn your head. You can't ignore it. You can't go up and have sex with a hot chick. You can't. Well, you can, but you're hit. So, yeah, things are different when you're the President of the United States and you're sitting there at a table and it's like somebody is forcing your eyes open and they're going, watch this. And you're watching nine-month-old children till they die. And you can't get up and walk away. You have to be presidential because you're the fucking president. And you watch this. And then it gets done. And everybody goes, what should we do? We have to do something. You can't go, what? I'm not the president. Hey, that... uh, Black uh, Black Carter's the president. Urkel's the president. I'm going to go play some golf here later. Can't do that. You can't do that. Instead, you have to go, Jesus Christ, that's horrible. Well, Mr. President, you have the power to stop it. I do? Well, normally I would just turn the channel. Normally I would just walk into the other room and have a Big Mac. Mr. President, cannot do that anymore. Mr. President, you now could actually make a difference. And you can do what your predecessor 
was afraid to do. Hmm. Okay, let me think about it. One's mind, as the media likes to say, well, you know what? If you're against gay marriage, if you're against two guys blowing each other, have anal sex, what transpires that makes you go, what I totally am down for gay man to man anal sex. I mean, at least Trump changing his mind was being the president and seeing a little baby gasping for air. What was Obama and Hillary Clinton? What was their explanation for changing their mind on gay marriage? Like what happened? Did, did Obama come out of the closet? What, like, what happened? And that's all liberals got to go with. It's all they got to go with. All they got to go with is, well, uh, okay, yeah, well, it was good, but hey, Trump was originally against it. Oh, okay. And now he's the president. Now he can do something about it. And I'm telling you, my friends... Who, who are, are, are tweeting me and they're Instagramming me and they're periscoping me saying the video was fake and it was fake. Guys, it's just, you got to get out of the Alex Jones world for just a minute. I like Alex. He's entertaining. And he's been right on some things, but you, 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 come on. You, stop. Just, you guys got to stop. Okay. This isn't wag the dog, all right? This isn't uh, <laughs> Hoffman and them having these babies and they're pretending that they're dying and that video was then pumped to the world to, to get us in the war. <laughs> just, just stop, guys. Sometimes shit is real. Sometimes shit is exactly what it is. All right? All right. So it is, yes, one of my people said, so Assad's going to wait three years to do it again? Yes. Yes, you test the new president. Of course, you test the new president. And let's face it, and I said this last night, you really think Putin gives a fuck about Assad. It, deep down, you really think he cares? Russia's not about world dominance, okay? Seriously, Russia's not about world dominance. They're not. Russia's not about spreading, you know, whatever. I don't know, because they're not even a communist country anymore, technically. Russia's not about spreading Russia across the world. Russia is about Russia. Russia is about keeping Vladimir Putin in power, keeping him rich, keeping his friends rich. That's all it's about. And like we talked about this last night, all Assad was for Putin was a chip. It was a bargaining chip. But Obama was such a pussy was such a weak, just nothing president that he 
just even know enough to sit at the table and go, all right, listen, what's your fucking problem? Because here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to light this prick up. All right? I'm going to... I mean, you really think Obama went up to Assad or up to Putin said, hey, you're hacking our elections? Fuck it off. He didn't do that. Putin was like, I, I'll, I'll kick your ass right here. I will kick... I will kick your ass. This whole thing has been a bargaining chip for Putin. Putin's not married to Assad. Putin don't give a shit about Assad. What Assad is, is an ends justifies the means. That's all. So, yeah. Why did they wait three years? To test the new president. To see what this president's going to do. Is this president going to bend over like Obama and say, stick it in? Or is this president going to be like more Reagan? Because there is no collusion between Trump and Putin and the whole clique. Because somebody that, that is your puppet sure the hell isn't blowing your buddy up. So this was the test. This was, all right, we see that your generals, we see, uh, you know, we, we see the people around you. Remember, when everybody criticizes Tillerson, oh, the, the gas guy. Well, just imagine how much power Rex Tillerson had over Russia. Russia needed Rex Tillerson. Russia needed ExxonMobil. They needed the energy giant. If all of a sudden ExxonMobil loses Russia as a client, what do you think? ExxonMobil goes out of business? What do you think? They go out of business? Of course not. Putin is trying to make a deal. Assad is nothing but the, 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 the sacrificial lamb. And last night was the test, or when they launched that chemical attack. That was the test. Mark my words. Mark my words. End of story. All right, guys. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We are 935. I know we are out of here. I know some of you are going to be upset. Some of you are going to be mad. You guys are the best. You guys are the brightest. I'm going to see you guys Monday. We're going to get back on our normal schedule. I be strong. Be proud. Be brave. And on a side note, a side note, to wrap it up. Imagine how bad this week has been for the liberals. You got Gorsh or X. How do I say it? Gorshin. Is that it? Gorsh. Gorsh. How do you say it properly? Gorshin. Gorsh. He gets 
okay? Nuclear option, which means Ginsburg dies, Kennedy retires, Gorsuch, Gorsuch, Gorsuch. That's what it is. Gorsuch. All right. Thank you. Gorsuch. 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 So let's just recap the week before we end. Gorsuch Monday will be on the Supreme Court. So now we have a 441. Because Kennedy's not a conservative. He's not a liberal. But he's a conservative. So we got 441. All right. If Kennedy retires this summer, which a lot of rumors are out there that he will, that means there will be a new Supreme Court nominee who will be a Sykes or a prior, and they will be confirmed simple majority. So, Democrats, the media, Hollywood, 0 for 1. Hillary Clinton comes out, says, we got to bomb, we got to go after Assad, we got to get him out. Everybody claps, everybody cheers. And Trump goes after Assad, takes out of his air base, destroys the collusion narrative. Brian Williams talking about watching the missiles go was beautiful. You had people that despised Trump talking his praise. Chalk that up, number two. Number three. Devin Nunez recuses himself. Of course, all of my friends on the right get all flustered and distraught. Oh, my God, how good is it? And like I explained in the beginning of the week, it was a work. It was a work. Because now, they got... I would... Hate to have Craig Gowdy be part of anything. If I'm on the opposite side, I don't want Craig Gowdy part of anything. Nunez. Nunez did work. Because ultimately, they couldn't have that investigation start with Trey Gowdy on the cover. The man in the front. Because the media would have went nuts. Democrats would have went nuts. It would have all been about the guy from Benghazi is now on uh, the Russian investigation. This is great. Conflict of interest. So what do you do? You get Nunez. You can't get that information out there with anybody that has a name. You can't get the Susan Rice information out there. With anybody that has a name. Because ultimately what Nunez did was a suicide mission. He was a kamikaze pilot. And ultimately what happened? 
the left, the media said, you got to recuse yourself. You got to recuse yourself. You got to recuse yourself. You got to stop. You got to blah, 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 blah. And he went, okay, I recuse myself. All right, here's replacing me. Who's Trey Gowdy? Oh, Jesus Christ. Because now the Democrats can't say, oh, you can't have Trey Gowdy. No. You get that one get out of free jail card. After that, it's over. All right, you don't want Nunez, right? He's, 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 he's working for Trump. He's a puppet. Okay, he's gone. He's done. It's over. And no, I'm not watching Bill Maher. I can't watch Bill Maher. When I watch Bill Maher, I want to take a brick, throw it at the TV. Let's recap. Let's recap. (sighs) Gorsuch, Supreme Court nominee. Chalk it up for a win. Hillary Clinton, all the liberals, media, entertainment. Do something serious, serious, serious. This is what I would do. I'm Hillary Clinton. Don't you wish you voted for me? I'm Hillary Clinton. And then Trump does exactly what Hillary Clinton said she would do. Everybody that clapped for Hillary Clinton now has to clap for Trump. That's number two, success. Number three, Russian narrative gone. You're not going to bomb your... Uh, if you're the puppet for the, the Vladimir Putin, if you're Geppetto, okay, if you're, if, you're, if you're Pinocchio and Geppetto, you're not going to attack Geppetto! Three, gone. All this happened in a week span while you're meeting with King of Jordan. Saudi Arabia, Sisi, and while you're having dinner with the president of China, you excuse yourself and say, excuse me, I need to go bomb someone. Keep having your dinner, and when I get back, we'll talk about North Korea and that fat little bastard. Ladies and gentlemen, this is success. This has been a huge week for Trump. This has been a huge week for Republicans. Okay? And then let's not forget Susan Rice. I mean, Susan Rice, let me tell you something about that twat. This has been a very bad week for her. So you got her on PBS. Think about it. You got her on PBS. So she's on PBS two weeks ago going, I don't know anything about what David Nunez is saying. I don't know whatever he's saying. He's just cuckoo bird. Two weeks later, okay, yeah, there was some surveillance. Okay, there was, uh, yeah, unmasking. Yeah. So now that's fresh in people's mind, not in low information voters' mind, because low information voters only watch CNN and MSNBC and ABC and NBC. And read New York Times and Washington Post. Now, in those people's minds, you're never going to convince them, but we don't have to convince them. 
We don't care about them. Remember what I said. We don't give a shit about all the assholes here in California. We don't give a shit about all the assholes in New York. We only care about four or five states. So out here in California, the nine or ten million people can wear vaginas on their heads. New York, seven, eight million people can wear vaginas on their heads. We don't care. So the people are seeing Susan Rice two weeks ago say one thing, two weeks later say something else. And then they're seeing Susan Rice talking about Benghazi and the fact that there was a video that caused all these horrific attacks, a video lie, absolute lie. So people are like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then, and then to sprinkle sugar on top, you got a chemical attack. You got 20 little babies choking to death, dying. You got Syrian fathers saying, oh, my God, look at my baby. And then what video do you keep seeing? Susan Rice going, we got Assad to get rid of 100%. Of his chemical weapons. We told him. And we told Russia. Yeah you told balls. Susan Rice. Is on the. Top of the list. Of having a bad week. That's one. Two. Three. Four people. Very bad week for the Democrats. Very. Very. Very bad week. You guys, Monday, you're the best. You're the greatest. I appreciate you guys always listening to the show. Uh, We'll see you good. And uh, watch out for any of those people in Japan. All right. (laughs) Good day. Goodbye.